So continuing with the four foundations of mindfulness, we're still talking about the body. And there's a practice of the four elements. Again, one reviews this body however it may be placed or disposed in terms of the elements. There are in this body the earth element, the water element, the fire element, the air element. So these are the classical four elements. They're the same four elements that are mentioned in Greek philosophy. The world was considered to be made of these four things in various uh, ratios. Everything contained all four of these in various ratios. When something was set on fire, the fire element within that thing was liberated. And so the fire element was coming out, and that was what you experienced as a fire. Today we have a different understanding of how matter is composed. We have 92 naturally occurring elements. If you want to do the element practice literally, you're going to need a degree in chemistry, physics, and biology. And disassemble everything into the 92 naturally occurring elements. I suggest that it will be much more useful to stick with the four elements and use them as symbols. Don't take it literally. The traditional symbolic understanding of these elements is that earth represents extension and solidity. Extension in the sense that when I hold this out, it extends as opposed to drooping down. It's got enough earth element in it that it remains solid. Water represents liquidity and cohesion. Cohesion in the sense that if you have flour and add water to it, it sticks together, becomes dough. Or you have dust and you add water, it becomes mud. The air element was considered to be various gases and also movement. And the fire element represented heat. Personally, I find it much more useful to look at the four elements as simply representing the four possible states of matter, solid, liquid, gas, and energy. So basically the only change is that movement goes from air into fire because movement is energy. But to me that makes more sense and it simplifies things even more. So what the Buddha is saying is that you should look at your body in terms of its solid bits, its liquid bits, its gaseous bits, and its energetic bits. We have a simile. Just as if a skilled butcher or his apprentice, having slaughtered a cow, were to sit at a crossroads with the carcass divided into portions, so too one reviews this very body in terms of the elements. There are in this body the earth element, water element, fire element, air element. So the first thing to notice about the simile is that there were no sacred cows in India at the time of the Buddha. If today you were to go to India and slaughter a cow and sit at the crossroads, it would not go well for you. All right? But the point of the simile is that if you go into a butcher shop, 
You don't see cow. You see hamburger, you see rump steak, you see sirloin, you see T-bone, right? You have let go of the entity from which it came, and you're now looking at the pieces that compose it. So the purpose of the contemplation of the elements is to break down your identification with this solid body that's me and just see that it's composed of various bits and pieces, some of which are solid or liquid or gaseous or energy. Now, one does this internally and externally, or both internally and externally. That is, you notice the world around you is also composed of solids, liquids, gases, and energy. The quality of something being solid as in a tree is the same quality as the solidity of your bones. So there's a commonality there. And one notices the arising factors in the elements, the ceasing factors in the elements, or both the arising and passing factors in the elements. And thus, mindfulness is established just to the extent necessary for knowledge and awareness. One abides independent, not clinging to anything in the world. And that is how one abides contemplating the body as a body. So I'm going to do a guided contemplation on this, which may give you a better sense of how to do this as a practice, but I'll stop for the moment and see if there are any questions about the elements. There are, there are six elements, but the first four are the material elements. In other words, all the things of the world are made of the first four, including your body. The space element is the fifth element, but it's not considered material. It's basically this room. It works because there's space within it, but the space isn't a material thing. This cup works because there's space in the cup, right? So it's considered as an element as well, but not a material element. And then the consciousness element makes up all of your thoughts and emotions and memories. But again, it's not a physical element. You could say it's the software as opposed to the hardware. So there are six elements that are talked about in the Buddhist teachings, What he's talking about here, since he's talking about mindfulness of the body, is the four that relate specifically to the body. But there are these other two that are mentioned. Any other questions on the elements? Yes. Exactly. This is a very good practice to do as walking meditation, going for a walk, Sitting on the tube. Yeah. This is a very good daily life practice. It's more contemplative. It helps if your mind is concentrated because then you're less likely to get distracted. But yeah, it's very much a contemplation rather than a meditation. Well, they're both solid. Right, Your bones are solid. They retain their shape. 
they re retain their volume. The tree retains its shape, retains its volume. The water in the stream retains its volume, but not its shape, right? Uh, the air in the room doesn't retain either its volume or its shape. So the solidity of your bones is like the solidity of the tree in the fact that they both retain their volume and their shape. Does that help? Right. Yeah. You are taking in the air element all the time. You're taking in water element. And you're using that along with the food, which can be watery and solid and maybe has air in it, to build the bones, the solid bits of yourself. Right. Correct. Yeah, the space element is important. It's just simply not mentioned here when it's looking at the body. But yeah, the space element is a good thing to look at as well. And the Buddha does talk about it in other places, just not in this sutta. But you're correct, yes. Okay, so I'll do a guided contemplation on this. In order to begin, please put your attention on your breath for a few moments. Now drop the attention on the breath and scan through your body, becoming aware of the earth element in your body, the solid parts. You can press your tongue against your teeth and notice the solidity of your teeth. You might be able to notice your fingers and experience their solidity. Notice how you're sitting up and how the bones are used to keep you upright. Just scan through your body, noticing the solid bits, the earth element within your body. Now notice your sits bones. 
They too are earth element. And then notice that upon which you are sitting. It's also solid. Not rock solid, but it's certainly not liquid. Earth element meeting earth element. Notice your feet, the solidity there, and notice that upon which your feet are resting. More solidity. Again, earth element meeting earth element. Now imagine that you stand up and begin walking. As you walk, you can notice the solidity of the bones within your legs and feet and the solidity of the floor that you're walking upon. When you reach the door, you can feel its solid nature. If you go to where your shoes are and put them on, you're strapping earth element of your shoes to the earth element of your feet. If you go outside, you're walking on the earth element. If you go up to a tree, you can feel its solid nature It's just like the solid nature within yourself. It too has earth element. If you find a rock, put your hand against it, it feels very solid. Lots of earth element. You look at the buildings. They're standing upright because of the earth element. If you notice any animals, rabbits, cows, even birds, they too have earth element. They have bones which enable them to stand or hop, or fly. If you look around, you will see lots of examples of earth element. Now again, become aware of yourself sitting in this room and see if you can get in touch with the water element in your body. The easiest will be to notice the saliva in your mouth. You might be able to also notice some moisture around your eyes. 
Just scan through your body and see if you can notice other examples of the water element, the liquid nature. If you're really well concentrated, you might notice your heartbeat and know that it's pumping water element, your blood, throughout your system. And if you remember your high school biology, you can remember that we are two-thirds water element. If you stand up and go outside, you'll notice examples of water element all around you. All the greenery that you see is due to an abundance of the water element. If you go up to a tree, you might notice some sap the sap performing the same function as the blood, that is, carrying nutrition from one place to another. If you see any animals, you know that they too are dependent upon water, just like you, and have much the same proportion of water as you do. If you go into the garden and look at the fruits and vegetables, you know that they are mostly water. If you find a stream or a puddle, you can put your fingers in the water element. And if you really investigate this planet thoroughly, you discover that it has the wrong name. This should actually be the planet water. Now again, become aware of yourself sitting in this room and scan through your body noticing the air element. The easiest, of course, will be to pay attention to your breathing. Air element coming in, air element coming out. You might be able to notice other gaseous bits of your body at times.
if you stand up and start walking and pay careful attention, you can notice that you are moving through this ocean of air that we live at the bottom of. You can feel it moving past your skin. If you go outside, you don't even need to move. The air element is moving on its own. You can feel it pushing up against you. You go up to a tree. You can see it moving in the wind. If you wrap your arms around a tree, you can actually feel it moving in the wind. And you probably can remember that that tree is breathing in your exhaled carbon dioxide and exhaling oxygen for you to breathe in. A nice little symbiotic air element exchange. If you see any animals, you can watch them breathing, just like you do. If you see a bird flying, it's being supported by the air element. If you see any clouds, they too are being supported by the air element. We live at the bottom of this ocean of air with its 14 and a half pounds per square inch keeping us together. Without this air pressure, we wouldn't last very long at all. Now again, become aware of yourself sitting in this room and see if you can notice the fire element within your body. The easiest might be to notice the contrast between the parts of your body covered by clothing and the parts exposed to the air. More heat where the clothing is. You can notice when the air comes into the nostrils, it feels cool. And when it comes out, it feels warmer. Having been warmed by your internal fire element. And of course, you know, you have a temperature of 37 degrees. Lots of fire elements. If you stand up and start walking, you're using energy, fire element, to walk. 
you walk outside and you can feel fire element coming to you from 93 million miles away from the sun. You go up to a tree. It has a temperature as well. It has fire element within it. You find a rock that's in the sunshine. It's warmer on one side than the other. More fire element being absorbed from the sun. You put your hand again in a stream or a puddle of water. Feels cool, but it's not ice cold. There's enough fire element in the water, enough heat to keep it from freezing. You know that any animals that you see also have a temperature quite comparable to yours. If you can find a steep hill to walk up, you can experience all four of the elements quite dramatically. There's the solidity of your bones walking up the hill, and the hill, which is also solid, earth element meeting earth element. And as you walk up the hill, you start breathing harder, You want more of the air element, and you start getting warmer. There's more fire element arising within you, and you start to sweat. Water element trying to cool you off. Solids, liquids, gases, energy. These are the constituents of all matter. So if you want to do four element practice, You could imagine, like I just guided, but I think it's much better if you do it when you can actually literally go outside and pay attention to the elements. You can do this when doing walking meditation. Pick an element, and then instead of paying attention to the movement of your feet or your breath or anything else, you're paying attention to examples of that element. Noticing the solidity in your feet, the solidity of that upon which you're walking, the solidity of trees that are nearby, etc. And so you walk back and forth just trying to notice examples of earth element. And then you can switch to another element. Notice it within you, notice it around you. 
This is a particularly good practice to do when going for a walk. You can be mindful of one element. You pick an element, and you simply, as you're going for your walk, look for examples of it everywhere you can. Or, when going for your walk, you simply notice whatever you notice and deconstruct it in terms of the elements. Noticing its solid bits, its liquid bits, its gaseous bits, and its energetic bits. Some things will have only one or a limited number of the elements. And some things like living beings will have all of the elements. Any questions on how to do the four elements as a practice? Right. When you're doing your walking meditation, you can do it as these elements, or you could just, you know, walk, paying attention to the feet, and then when you get to the end, stop, and you could sense the elements around you at that point if you wanted to, and then turn around and continue noticing the feet. That would also work. Probably a bit more effective, though, to do one or the other. It is busy. This is an insight practice rather than a concentration practice. The overall picture would be you come in here and you sit down and you get as concentrated as possible to access concentration to the jhanas. And then the bell rings and you're going to go outside and now you take your clear, sharp, bright, valuable, wieldy mind out and examine the world in terms of these elements. So, yeah, it's a bit busy. Your concentration's going to wear off. But that's what the concentration's for, to help you take a look at things. And if it wears off, then you come back, sit down, and get it sharp again. I mean, it's like a knife. You know, you sharpen up the knife, and you go, oh, no, I can't use this because it's going to get dull. No, you sharpen it, then you use it. When it gets dull, you sharpen it again. So, yeah, this is a busy practice, a mentally busy practice. But... It's still worthwhile. It helps you deconstruct the universe in terms of things, which is a very important aspect of the spiritual path. And it helps you see the commonality between yourself and the rest of the universe. Any other questions? Right. Can you explore this with the anatta idea and seeing it's just elements out for a walk as opposed to me out for a walk? By all means, yes, very definitely.
I think actually that this can lead to the feeling of it as well as the knowing. When you first start out doing it, it may be a sense of knowing. But with some time spent filling your mind, just simply looking at the manifestations of the elements, there's more of a feeling of, yeah, everything is composed of solid liquids, gases, and energy. And it allows you to deconstruct the world in a way that just simply having the information doesn't do it. So, yeah, sort of filling your mind with this sort of takes you into a more experiential understanding of it. But, yeah, it starts out with just common knowing, we could say.